people are always asking you, oh, what do you want to go to college for? Oh, what do you want to do? I didn't know. Yeah. Like, and then just saying things so people can stop asking me questions. It's actually kind of crazy to be like 17 and 18. People are like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. Like, girl. I don't know. There's a difference between being an hourly employee and a salaried employee. So mm-hmm. it gave me an offer of a salary, but I was actually an hourly employee. So it's like, I can't work overtime and things like that. Oh. Like, it's a little different. I don't know. I feel like with college, like a lot of times, there's so many people in your ear, but in life too, in life, mm. this is your life. And I think your first couple of years of being in New York, it's like, oh, this is so fun. Like you have all the energy in the world. But I think, at least for me, like as time goes on, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm not taking <laughs> care of myself like I need to be because I want to do everything and see everyone. At the end of the day, no one can really tell you what your character is, except for you. You can decide that for yourself because you're going to run into a lot of instances to where people try to define you for you. You got to make sure you don't let that happen. I think that's my biggest lesson. (laughs) Okay. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of creating a village um i'm your host millie here to help nurture the village within you and today is another special episode we have a special guest destiny manson hey yes can you please introduce yourself to the audience and yes yeah. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Destiny. I am an editorial assistant at the media company Dot Dash Meredith right now. Um, me and Jada met in middle school, so <laughs> that's our connection. And it's I been live years. In New York. It's been years. It's been decades, girl. <laughs> it yeah. has been. That's wild. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I'm so sorry. And she says she lives in New York currently. How did you get to New York? So I got here from college. Um, Yeah, I applied to NYU. It's like my top choice when I was in school. And honestly, I didn't think I was going to get in. Well, well, yeah, I didn't think I was going to get in. Or, like, if I did get in, like, there was a, like, long shot of, like, me actually going because it is mm-hmm. one of the most expensive schools in the country. So, but things ended up working out, and that's how I got up here, and I've been up here ever since. So it's been, like, uh, including school, six years. Wow, it's crazy. It sounds too long to me. It sounds like you need to come back to Atlanta. <laughs> I don't disagree. Listen... Oh, uh, no, but I love that for you. You've definitely been thriving up there. I've been trying. I've been trying. <laughs> it's definitely, it's very, um, like, one of the reasons that I've been getting sick so often up here is, like, it's very on the go all the time. Um, mm. 
And I think your first couple of years of being in New York, it's like, oh, this is so fun. Like you have all the energy in the world. But I think at least for me, like as time goes on, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm not taking <laughs> care of myself like I need to be because I want to do everything and see everyone. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But that's a great segue into the topic of this episode. Um, the topic of this episode is basically kind of preparation for going to college out of state. So we're just going to mm. talk about our experiences. We both went to college out of state. I went to D.C., Washington, D.C., um, at Howard University. And so we both went out of state. We're both from Atlanta, Georgia. Here? Yes. So I first kind of want to talk about, like, how – what made you decide on – going to NYU and then like was it the fact that it was out of state that was appealing or was it the programs at the college what was going through your head yeah um originally so I came to New York when I was like 14 15 because my dad's best friend um was going to NYU for grad school but he had been living in New York for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and so my dad for I don't know exactly why. I think it's just for like exposure. But randomly it was just like, hey, like you should go to the graduation. And my I call him my Uncle Solomon. Um, but yeah, he invited me to go with him. And I you know, my dad was working at the airline at that point, so I went for free mm-hmm. and I just like followed him around and walked around campus and stuff. And I was just feeling like do this like this feels you know when you do things and it like feels more familiar even though you've never done them before yeah yeah and that's how I felt like being on campus like taking the subway all of that I love that there are so many different people like you have so many different friends from different places around the world um and that's something I didn't experience to that extent before mm-hmm. um and the fact that I felt comfortable in it I think was interesting to me and I was like okay well let me see what they got going on And then when I was graduating my senior year, I knew I wanted to do journalism. And NYU has one of the best journalism schools in the country. So I was like, okay. And I wanted to do the study abroad program, which is ironic because because of COVID, (laughs) I didn't end up going abroad. But one of the big pulls is I really wanted to do the study abroad program because they had one in Ghana. Mm. So I wanted to, my junior year, study journalism in Ghana. Um, so that's how I ended up applying. And then right when I was like choosing between schools, I did get kind of nervous, like about going out of state. And my dad was like, no, you need to leave. Like you need to go <laughs> like experience something new. I think this big thing was like um, me being an adult somewhere where I could do it on my own. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like, that I have yeah. like, my own experience. Um, so yeah, he wanted me to go out of state, period. Like it didn't have to be NYU, but he was like, you should leave. (laughs) Not you should leave. I can't imagine, like the way you're saying it and like his tone of voice, it sounds much softer, like when I'm hearing it from him, but the way you're saying it is like, get out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's really cool. So like from 14, NYU is kind of always on your mind a bit. Yeah, like after that, I was just like, okay, let me put this in a list, like as the the dream school, um, because I didn't know like it was like expensive. 
and hard to get into. Mm. But yeah, I just kept thinking about it. It was like a part of my whole like goals for when oh, I graduated. Period. Having goals. Ooh, can you touch on that? Because yeah. I'll say for me, I didn't think about colleges until my senior year of high school and people were telling me, or maybe like my, my what's the other one, junior year, because yeah. the college counselors were like, oh, you need to start looking to schools. Yeah. But what is that to know, like freshman year of high school, oh, I'm thinking about these schools. How do you kind of plan for that? Yeah, um, I... I was kind of obsessive about it, like about like college, because I, I really wanted to. I wanted to be somewhere that I really wanted to be. To be honest with you, mm. like the school part is important, but like I was like I wanna, I knew I wanted to do more creative things, so I wanted to be somewhere where I could do that and not necessarily be like confined to being at the school. You know what I mean? So I started like. I think. My freshman years when I had bought this book. Oh, did it freeze? It did, but yeah. hopefully it caught on your side. Because that's what the Riverside is supposed to do. It's supposed to be still recording um, on your side. So, but you bought a book. <laughs> I bought a book. I was probably this, like, um, she was, like, another Black girl. She was, like, a couple years older than me who was, like, doing college admission stuff. And it was called um, You Got Into Where... Her name's Joy Wade, and I was, and she like got into like other schools. I was thinking about like it was like USC, mm -hmm. NYU, a couple other big journalism schools, and so I was just kind of reading that and like trying to figure out how to like kind of mimic the process that she went through to, mm -hmm. um, you know, fill out my applications and all of that. So I did like because my by my freshman year I was kind of crazy. Like I was like doing SAT. <laughs> ACT prep. I think I took the test even um, like a practice test, but like pretty often. Um, oh, wow. Back then. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like for me, I felt like if I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do, then I would have been in panic mode. I could, I could feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I was in panic mode for a bit. Because people are always asking you, oh, what do you want to go to college for? Oh, what do you want to do? I didn't know. Yeah. Like, for real, I didn't know. And I would just be spitting out stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Oh, I want to just saying things so people can stop asking me questions. <laughs> yeah. And when you think about it, it's actually kind of crazy to be like 17 and 18. People are like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. Like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Precisely. Like. I I had an idea, but that's not the same as what I think I want to do now, you know? Mm, so Yeah. No, I feel that. <sighs> okay. I had a question. I don't remember what it was. But to that kind of point, I know for me, I ended up like, I didn't apply to any schools in the state because I knew I wanted to leave. I had to leave. I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe I did. Yeah. That, but I no, you probably did. Because I was like, uh, uh this isn't. This is so nice. I love you, family, but um, I gotta go. <laughs> I mean, you're not about Where? to have me. You're not about to be intruding on my my college years. Um, 
Yeah, and I know like the University of Minnesota was originally my top choice because oh, yeah. um like I had family there, but we went over the summer and you know they have all those lakes there. My dad has a friend who has like a lake house and then you know everyone's so nice. I was like <laughs> love it. Uh, I felt like I would thrive. But then I was waitlisted, so I was like, okay, I need to start looking for other schools. Um, And the reason I wanted to go to University of Minnesota also is because they had a nonprofit management program. So, like, my senior year, I realized, oh, I like volunteering. I like giving back. Let's do nonprofit something. Um, Yeah. But then... I was going to other schools, well, not going, but I was like applying to other schools who had nonprofit management programs. And they're only like maybe three or four. And those are the only ones I applied to. And then I was like, mm, the places I'm getting in, I don't think I really want to go there. Uh, so then I started trying to look for other schools. And then I stumbled upon Howard because they had like this model of truth and service and they had a lot of volunteer initiatives. And I was like, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm black people i was a little nervous about the black people though because i was like oh will i fit in crazy um but i really loved it it was such a great experience and it made me realize like if i ever do leave atlanta i want to go someplace that's like easily walkable or they have like really good public transportation because i really like that being able to go outside my house and then go places because in atlanta you got to drive everywhere which is wild yeah you could take marta take the bus not like efficiently in my opinion but i've actually never taken the actual like bus that's on the road i've only taken marta train subway thing and that was like during high school so i wasn't going to place no that's fair because yeah i i'm more inclined to take the bus up here than i am in atlanta yeah it doesn't take longer but I do feel you on that, like, because um, I I also had a really big push when I was in high school to go to HBCU mm. um, for my family. Like, they literally took me down against my will. Not really, but kind of against <laughs> my will because I had already told them, like, my heart was set on NYU. Like, I didn't mm. really. But they took me down to FAMU. And they also had have a really great um, journalism program. And, like, I went down there, like, talked to one of the students I was in a journalism program toward mm-hmm. everything but mind you like now that I think about it I think another part of it too was like the girl that they had show me around she was like a newscaster like you know like in front of the camera and I don't you said I don't, pastor caster like a newscaster oh. like yes yes that was like a news pastor interesting <laughs> she was like on camera talent and I think even then I wasn't really interested in that part i know that's what Mm -hmm. people thought of when i said journalism but like so it was like cool to you know hear her how she does her thing and everything but i think in my head i was kind of like okay that's cool but you know (laughs) that's not what i want to do so that's not exactly what i want to do and i remember like my aunt and my dad were like trying so hard to like get me in and talking to the dean and stuff and i was like i'm sorry y'all but i don't think i really want to like i just don't see myself here it was a great school Mm -hmm. a great campus but yeah, I just see myself there. And then I also knew a lot of people from my high school that were thinking about it. And I was like, and they were like, the school's so big, you're never gonna see them. And I was like, uh. But I, I was nervous about the same like mindset 
yeah mentality being you know what i'm saying so let, yeah let me tell you something i my vision of college was what i saw in movies i was like i'm gonna be able to walk into class with sweats i can just be myself be free be laid <laughs> back it is not like that at hbcu when i went to my first class i was like wait people are like dressed to the nine what is but you also went to Howard. Yes. Like, Howard is very much giving dress, dress no. and press. Yeah. It is. And I was ill-informed. I was like, what is going on? I wanted to be free and, like, not a bum, but a bum a little bit. Just a little bit. And that was so crazy. So, I, I would say... That's that's some good things. I know even if you don't know what college you want to go to and it's kind of like a last minute thing, if you end up finding out, do some research about the culture of the school. Like just through social media yeah. even. Like looking at the hashtags for the school. Like you don't have to go to the school. Because if I would have just, I got accepted and I was like, oh, that's nice. And then that's about as much research as I did. Uh, so that's wild. I still think yeah. that's crazy. Like it's, I think it's more important than people give it credit for because if you feel at a place or if you can't handle the culture of where you are, that can completely change, you know, how willing you are to get your work done. Um, even like being depressed and things like that, like has a big impact because I was the opposite, like, because I also mm. applied to Howard and I got into Howard, but it was like, I wanted to go to school and like wear the craziest things. I wanted to like do all this creative stuff and like mm. I didn't want to be somewhere where I like showed up and they were like what she have you know what I'm saying like what does she have like yeah. I wanted to be somewhere where everyone looked crazy so that we would all be on the same page and that's so nice that. that's NYU for you that's the yeah, whole state you know? <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah uh, but I will say like going there it didn't change my style. It, it inspired me some. I don't remember much of what was there, but it did inspire me to like yeah. make sure I look my best and just learn to like do little things that can elevate your outfit or something. Still working yeah. on it. So don't be judging me now, y'all. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> uh, we talked about applying well we didn't talk about applying but we talked about yeah. the process of it i don't think we need to talk about applying i remember nothing about the application process at all yeah i was so traumatized i i remember a lot of it not too traumatized okay let's talk about the application process of applying to college because all i remember is like our college counselor gave us some some Do website common app that common app yes yeah. i don't even know if they still do that Maybe. I don't know either. I know I still get some like emails from my high school. And I think they were telling me to like do the common app. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and I think, but there were always like a few schools that weren't on common app. Cause I, I want to mm. say NYU was not on the common app, but I don't fully remember. But I remember that. I remember trying to apply for scholarships at the same time because remember when they had, mm. um, what is it the gates program yeah some other like big ones yeah i think i was more stressed about scholarships than i was the actual application because the actual application the hardest part was the essay like everything mm -hmm. else was just putting in 
what you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many how many schools did you apply for? That, oh, I, I applied to over 10, but like I had 10 that I actually cared about that I like took my own initiative to apply to. And then mm. I remember they had like college fairs and stuff where they would have us like apply on the spot. So that's why I say more than 10 because they made y'all yeah. apply on the spot. That's crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Because I remember, I think I did it for, like, like Atlanta and, like, some other, like, Georgia schools. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I can understand why the college application process could be kind of, like, strenuous for you. Because you applied to, like, a lot. I legit probably applied to five. And it's like, really? that's, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, a lot of the schools didn't have the major I wanted. And then a lot of the other places were, like... And I think I only applied to like the East Coast ish. Where's Minnesota? Yeah. Minnesota is kind of in the middle, but like I yeah. applied to the East Coast. And because I don't think my parents were going to allow me to go to California. I didn't want to go to California though, because I, but I wanted I to go know. there for food specifically. So that wasn't a good reason. <laughs> but yeah, no, I still want to go to California. I want to eat some food. Maybe they have tacos. I've heard, I've heard. Flaps. I am. Um, mm. I also. I did tour California schools, also mm. randomly because my dad, that same um, friend, had a sister who lives in California, so she took me to like, uh, University of Southern California, went to Berkeley, went to Pepperdine, uh, but I think okay. I was also like more so. I was nervous about going to the West Coast because I didn't think I wanted to be that far. Mm. Like, I wanted to be far, but yeah. I don't know about that far. And like those schools, like USC and like um, not Berkeley, um, oh UCLA, mm. UCLA and USC were the only schools I thought about in California, and it was like they were just as hard as the application process as NYU. So I was like, it's gonna have to be one or the other. Like I didn't want to have to go through the stress of doing all three of those so I didn't end up applying yeah no I feel that like I I will say uh I yes okay <laughs> I was gonna talk about because like California has has like a lot of arts um programs yeah. and like and if if I would have done more like kind of artsy things in high school, I feel like I would have taken that route because I've, I've always wanted to like, even yeah. when I was looking at Howard, I was thinking about like the dance program or like the school of fine arts, yeah. but I didn't have like experience. I didn't do the things throughout high school. I felt like that could carry over into college because, you know, they would like audition and do all this stuff. It's like, I just want to come and learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why can't I just be brand new? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I did the same thing for Howard. I like if I did go there, I wanted to dance. Mm. Um, oh, that would have been amazing. That. Yeah, it would have been cool. Um, <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's just every day. Of course, it, is. <laughs> it literally is every day for you. <laughs> um, okay, so. We're we're in college now. We did all the application thingies. We got there. How how did you go to NYU? 
Like, did you do road trip? Did you fly? And then how was that kind of packing process? We had a road trip, that 12-hour drive, and we just packed everything in like a van that we rented out. It was not that bad, but like, yeah, that was like the only time. The only other time my dad has done that has been like last year when he helped me move into my current apartment. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was like the easiest way to get everything up because like flying and having to like send everything is so expensive. What did you so, bring? I brought like you know like the regular essentials like the match. I had like a mattress topper. They had they had me mm. stacked. They had some extra stuff in there too. So I okay. had like a mini fridge. I had like, you know, like bedding, all that stuff. Wait. Oh, did you have like a graduation party and then like people brought that to the graduation par- party? Or? I had a graduation party, but it wasn't like a trunk party. Mm. So most of that stuff, my dad and my mom just bought. Okay. Yeah. How'd you get your stuff up there? Um, I only had to take clothes. We got like oh. the trunks. And like the mattress topper and like uh, bedding up there because we thought it would be easier. Oh, like you took it up, you sent it up before. No, 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 no. We like went to the stores up there. Oh, we went to the store when like, you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So like we got it into the dorm and then we like saw the amount of space and stuff. Um, and then we went to like Bed Bath and Beyond, um, yeah, uh, Target because there's like this little I don't know if it's a mall strip, but it had like Bed Bath and Beyond, Target, uh, Best Buy, Ross, yeah, in this one area. So then we just did that, and then Walmart and stuff, yeah. Because and we also flew Southwest. I will forever love Southwest because you get those two carry on bags. So I just put like any clothes inside of like their bags because they weren't staying. I think they maybe, I don't know if they flew out the same day or they like spent the night and then left the next day. But they didn't need no luggage. The luggage for me. (laughs) So that's that's how we did that. Um, Yeah. And then we got like the essentials up there, which and also because it's not really cold in Atlanta. So some of the stuff like jackets we wanted to get a feel for like what type of coats we actually need. We yeah. thought we would have better deals up there or better options per se. Yeah, that makes sense. I think most people bought their things up there. Mm. I bought a couple of things, but I think most of it we bought brought with us. Mm. Yeah, now that is smart. Like if especially if you have the things, you should pick them. Yeah, but I tend to overpack anyway, so it was just yeah. Oh, and also because I was in the school of business, I had to buy a lot of suits. So I know we had to do that shopping down here. And yeah, so I knew that took up more space than it would have of me not being required to wear suits. Yeah. Yeah, it it was chaos, though. Like, because it was a big school and there was like one big bed, bath and beyond nearby that Mm. everyone was going to. So for that reason, I'm glad we only got, um, only had to get a few things out of there because yeah, was madness. No, it definitely, it definitely is. Oh, that's probably like the busiest season of the year. So I'd say yeah. like, if you're going to college, first off, if you know like what area you're staying in, before you even get up there, I would try to research, like go on Google Maps 
and research the stores that are in the area. And I know some stores allow you to like shop online and do pickup, especially yeah. now in the day and age. So I would try to do that. But some sort of like Walmart, you order it and then it won't be there anymore, which is wild. So I would do that with a reputable store. Um, not that Walmart isn't reputable, but it's a little special. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Like, if I could have, like, scheduled pickups and stuff, I probably would have done it. But. Yeah. Did you, were you able to, like, did you stay in a dorm your first year? Were you required to stay in a dorm your first year? Yeah, we were required to stay in the dorm. Um, so my dorm had, I had two other roommates and it was a decent size. Um, we each had single beds and one bathroom. We had a bathroom in the dorm, so mm. that was nice. That sounds nice. Uh, we were required to stay in dorms too, but our my first year, my freshman year, Howard overbooked people. So I remember. like I had to stay. Yeah, yeah, that was a mess. I had to stay in a double, but with three people. Uh, and then I was assigned the top bunk, and that was just a whole thing. That was just a whole thing, because at the time I was I was still wearing glasses, so like. I don't like getting into bed without my glasses on. Yeah. And we eventually like stacked some of our dressers. And there was a like, was there a microwave in the room? I think I'm pretty sure there was a microwave in the room. And then so I would put my glasses on top of the like dresser, but sometimes I would put them like on my bed. And I think at least three times I had dropped my glasses off the top of the bed and so I would try to go down and find them first off it's dark in the morning sometimes my roommates weren't even there and I would just I was so blind and I would cry not not every time but like it's like I can't see and I'm supposed to be going to class I cannot see a thing it was traumatic that's why I ended up getting lazy because I was like I can't live like this I didn't know your eyesight was that bad no yeah no it's blur well it was a blur like yeah it was wild anyway why was i talking about that oh because um i was gonna ask like if they had any rules and regulations about stuff that you could decorate your room with um yeah yeah i I had a microwave and i had a mini fridge but i knew like we weren't allowed to like have candles and stuff like that Mm. um oh y'all weren't allowed to have candles no i think as far as like stuff we kept on the wall and all that um there were, I don't think there are any rules. Mm. Like, could I, you like, use pins? Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you weren't supposed to use pins. They suggested using, like, um, what is it, command strips and stuff like that. Like, you can't, you couldn't poke holes in the wall. Mm. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We couldn't poke holes in the wall either. But, like, we weren't allowed to have hot plates. Um, oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's I don't even know where they sent that stuff like the rules and regulations for the dorm. I I I remember hearing about it mainly from word of mouth. Like Yeah. As far as I know. But yeah, it was so hard to feel like I could really have a space of my own, especially with roommates in the room. 
and there's but so much space. And I know it was worse for you because y'all were overbooked. Because the way <laughs> I also felt like that, like uh, one thing I hate about, I hate it about college, and I hate about living in New York now is roommates. Like, I just. I don't have a good time. Like I, I came mm. from living with just my dad, so I just had uh, a lot of my I can own imagine. space. Yeah, and on top of like having my own space, a lot of like household care things I learned very early in life, and it was like it was so frustrating because I'd be like, you don't know to like just like clean this. Or put this in its place or like make sure like I had so many mm-hmm. things I didn't even know how to close the front door. Like I <laughs> I was going through it. But I also, yeah, I really like for my sanity, I needed like that space alone. It, it's just it's so impossible to find. Yeah. Did you do or like do you have any, I guess, recommendations or advice on communicating with your roommates? Especially because you didn't know your roommates before yeah. going in, right? Yeah, neither did I. Um, so I had one roommate was from Maine and the other one was from Beijing. And okay. the one from Maine, we all had very, very different upbringings and backgrounds. Because, um, yeah, my roommate from Maine, you know, she was a white girl from Maine. She played classical music. And then my other roommate from Beijing um english was not her first language it was i i don't know if it was her first time in the u.s but um mm. i know there was definitely a language barrier there she was really really shy too mm. um but i think that might have been like you know being so far from home and you know mm-hmm. um but, so i more so talked more with the girl from maine because we ended up being roommates again um but a lot of the things, like, I'm a big proponent of, not everyone is like this, but I just feel like if you feel something or, like, you feel uncomfortable about something, tell them then and there. Like, don't, oh. don't wait. Don't, because I just feel like I, I'm a very passive person, usually, and I feel like every time that I've been like, oh, let me just not say anything, like, it's just made me more uncomfortable, more angry. Mm. Just like being in my own space. And, you know, that's not fair to you if you're the one that's always compromising because you don't want to start conflict. Because when you live with other people, there is going to be conflict. So I think it's personally better just to be upfront with people. I think there's a way to do it depending on who you're dealing with. That can be difficult because everyone's communication style is different. How they, yeah. For me, it's like, um, even growing up with my dad, it's like if he told me like, hey, don't leave this on the counter, I'm like, okay, cool. I won't like leave that on the counter again. But for some people, that may be too abrasive. You know, maybe mm. I just tell them like, please don't, da 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 da. You know, so I child still learning that. <laughs> Had to learn that then and still learning that now. But it's like I think communication is always the best option. Like you're not gonna get anywhere mm. by just not saying anything, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, had to practice that. I am practicing that actively-ish. Yes. (laughs) No, I definitely remember that because I didn't know my roommates before moving in. And I'm not, I know they didn't know each other before, but I'm not sure if they met up 
like if they were like messaging or somehow before like college but anyway my other two roommates were really close and they had a lot in common and then I was like there um so they were both wow yeah yeah I feel that yeah so like they're and they're and they're really cool but like sometimes there is a disconnect between like you know quiet hours and oh people being over and things I think we would have benefited from like I know some people have like a calendar or a whiteboard or something to show people's schedules I think we would have benefited from that now that I'm looking back on it because sometimes I would get out of class and then I would go back to my dorm. But sometimes I would just be out all day. And so on the times I would come back to my dorm after class, there'd be people in the room. And I'd be like, I'm going to need y'all to leave. But you don't want to be like a party pooper and be like, get out. Um, and then so I would end up leaving a lot of the times. I spend a lot of my times like in the study hall rooms in the dorm mm-hmm. because our room for their friends was like the communal space and I'd be like ah I just want peace and quiet please I do remember I forgot about this but I know NYU required that we do a roommate agreement every semester Mm. so we had to put in like how do you like guests do you not like guests you had to fill it out and I think my freshman year they made us do it like in person like Mm. verbally and then after that you had to do it online but um I mean, it's helpful, but it's also kind of like, yeah, people can lie on there about, not intentionally lie, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really know for sure, like, what you're comfortable with at first, especially because we had just gotten there. And I think as mm-hmm. time went on, some things were a little different. Because I think even I put, like, even put shame on myself. Like, I think I put, like, <laughs> oh, like, I like it quiet. Da, da, da. But I'd be on the phone, like, at, like, not super late, but, like, eight or nine. But my roommates would go to sleep at mm-hmm. eight. Or not. So then I had to like get in the habit of like going somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. Oh, and then at one point, one of my roommates got a TV, and then that was like a thing. Because I prefer to sleep in silence. Like the only way I can really sleep in noise is if I'm like really tired. And so it was kind of becoming a thing like, uh, excuse me, I would like to go to sleep. But they were really cool about it. Like if you ever asked them, They'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. And that's totally fine. But, like, you know, it gets to a thing like, oh, I have to ask every time. Yeah. And so it's like, ah, I don't want to be like a harp about it, you know. But yeah, no, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, people, I, I don't know. I like to think I have a really good sense of self awareness just because I have been in a lot of situations growing up to where. I'm in someone else's space I'm not used to, you know what I mean? And, like, a lot of times when you're around other people where it hasn't been like that, they, like, they just don't think to be considerate about certain things, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, with something like that, I feel like I would be, like, (laughs) it's 9 p.m. or, like, it's 10 p.m., my roommate. But that's why I didn't even – my dad wanted to give me a TV. I was, like, I don't need a TV because – then I have to worry about disturbing someone else and you don't want to be that person. Yeah. I would only ever use my TV. Well, actually, like, after my freshman year, my roommate was like, oh, I don't need this. Or, like, she couldn't take it with her, so she just gave it to me. And so, like, my sophomore year, 
I would only ever use the TV like when my roommate wasn't in the room. Right. But um, like my sophomore year was amazing because I originally had an upperclassman as my roommate, but she was trying to move out to the dorm that had like a kitchen or like stove and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then so she moved out and then I had the room to myself for like oh, nice. a good couple of months and it was so great. Um, but yeah. So I would only use the TV like when someone wasn't in there because I just always felt a type of way about it. I always feel like I'm too considerate of others sometimes, but also I feel like it just makes sense to be considerate of someone else who is in your space. Like, because you're also in their space is not, you can't just put up a a noise canceling wall in the middle of the room. So, yeah, that was definitely a thing. Yeah, you would think. I think, (laughs) I mean, anything about New York, too, is like, you're in other people's space 90% of the time. You know what I mean? Like, even when you're Mm -hmm. in your apartment, the walls are thin. You hear the person on the side, the person on that side, up, down. So it's like, you should be, like, 10 times more considerate of people. But I think... Yeah, a lot of people, it's just, it's not second nature, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I have a question. How was the kind of process of, because how many years did you stay in the dorm? All four, because... What? Yeah. Oh, so when did you get into your apartment? When you graduated? Yeah, because oh. New York apartment prices are really expensive. And then on top of that, you have to qualify and so mm. a lot of people moved off campus after their sophomore year, especially, but it was like, they got their parents to co-sign and I didn't want my dad oh, yeah. to co-sign because I didn't want to like mess up his credit or something. And, you know, like, it's just, a, it's mm-hmm. a whole, it's a whole nother responsibility to, cause I was paying for the dorm through my financial aid and like okay. my, work, my work study money. And I, I just didn't feel ready to have to pay rent. Mm. with work study money you know what I mean yeah more time I didn't have to pay for the dorm until the next year so I just stayed on campus because financially that just made more sense did you stay up there during COVID no I came back because they forced okay. us out of the dorms okay. they forced us out so I had to come back um but then I went back during COVID like the fall so they opened mm. the doors back up and they had like all these protocols okay. and all that. Um, so when I went back, that was actually my best dorm because you could only have one person's room. So the room was pretty big um, and I had like, a kitchen and everything. My roommate, I still had a roommate, but she lived in the other room. She was a little strange, but um, <laughs> that wasn't bad. Uh, but yeah, but that was a weird semester, like coming back. Because it's just, it's such a social city. And for you to have, like, for it to be, like, a scary situation to be hanging out with strangers. It was just kind of like. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, that just sounded really funny. Yeah, I guess of COVID, it was like, like, I was outside, but, like, not really, you know. Because it's like, yeah. we had to get COVID tested every week. So it's not like you could just get sick and not tell nobody. <laughs> um but yeah, that's why I say. But yeah, a lot of even the roommate I stayed with, the girl from Maine, who I roomed my freshman year, we roomed together my sophomore year. 
and she asked to like move off campus her junior year and I was like I I might like look to live somewhere else because I didn't mm. you know I wasn't really gonna live off campus yet which I'm glad I did because it is a lot like to be yeah, a well, I was gonna ask about that process of how was it kind of preparing from moving to dorm to moving to apartment it was so stressful because <laughs> I um so with me I when I graduated I wanted to stay in New York that summer mm-hmm. because I either wanted to start work or if I didn't get a job I wanted to like be in the city to interview or do whatever and um so I ended up one of my friends had they had an apartment together mm-hmm. And then one of them was moving out with her boyfriend. So I subleased her room and I stayed in her room with them, which was great. It was, I'm mad at myself for leaving that apartment situation, but because it was really nice. Like we were all really clean. Like it was cool to like have friends over because we all had the same friends, you know. Mm, That sounds Um, nice. Yeah. And it felt like the apartment was, it was a COVID deal. So the apartment was bigger than it usually would be. The stuff that we usually would be able to get. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like a lot of space. And we had ACs in the unit, which is a big deal. If you know, you know, from me living in New York, we had washer dryer in the apartment. So it was nice. Yeah. So I stayed there, but I, the only thing is I subleased. So my name wasn't on the lease. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. as big it wasn't as much pressure as um, trying to find somewhere to live. Uh, but at the end, it was like August when their lease was ending. And then I was going to look for a place with them. But then I got nervous that like I wouldn't be able to afford it because the budget uh, I felt could was going to end up being bigger than what I could afford. Mm. And, so, and so I ended up with my current roommate because I had... <laughs> I worked with her at a job um, before. Oh, you're living with... Oh, not currently working with her. No, no, no. Okay, I was going to be like, wow, how is that? No, I... This was after... I had worked at uh, the gym Equinox for a summer last... In oh, 20, period. That's why you're so fine, girl. Got your gym on. Girl, I barely went to the gym, though, when I was there. But, I think yeah, that was 2021. And then I stopped working there after the summer ended, but I still knew her. Mm-hmm. And at the time, she told me she had an extra room, but it was the same thing. Like, I was, I had one more, this was my junior year, and I had one more year of school, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to move off campus yet. So I was like, oh, well, maybe later. So I ended up contacting her because her rent was so cheap. It was like eight seventy five each. And like before, okay. When I was moving with my other roommates, it, it was looking like the rent might be like eighteen hundred each or something like that. Mm, and yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't completely understand my the salary offer on a job I had gotten yet, so I was just nervous about paying that much in rent. So, ooh, I'm so sorry. I have a question because I haven't officially gone into like the workforce workforce. So, what did you mean by you didn't like understand your job salary offer like? So they give you, like for me, they gave me an offer letter and it had like um, the number on there. Like this, you're, we're offering you a salary, da, 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 da. Mm. But there's a difference between being an hourly employee and a salaried employee. 
So mm-hmm. it gave me an offer of a salary, but I was actually an hourly employee. So it's like I can't work overtime and things like that. Oh. Like it's a little different, which I didn't fully think about because I'm going to be real with you. Like I just really needed a job. Like mm-hmm. I was not really thinking about this. I, was, I just saw the number and I was like, it was low. It is low. But I was like, it's enough for me to like do what I need Live. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, and that's how I ended up moving. So that last apartment with my friends was uh, Upper East Side, and then I ended up moving mm. to West Harlem, which is like um, up further, Upper Manhattan. So okay. that's, that's how I ended up there. And then that process was stressful, too, because like I tried to sign the lease, and the, um, the landlord was like not responding to emails, which is mm. honestly a pretty common experience. Um, oh, and I'm like, I need somewhere to live. Like, yeah, landlords can be very hard to get in contact with. And I wanted to make sure my name was in the lease. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I had to, like, move my stuff. And mind you, I don't have a car in New York. So I had to, like, mm-hmm. pay movers, which was really expensive, and get my stuff up there. Um, yeah. What was What was the looking process like? Like, how did you find... Did you just go on like apartments.com or something? I don't know. I didn't even really look like that because I, you know, I was saying before, like the whole, um, the biggest issue was qualifying for an apartment. So Mm. like you had to make like, I think it was, it was something crazy. Like you had to make 40 times the rent. And mind you, yeah. And mind you, I just got a job. So I don't really like, yeah, you had to make 40 times the rent you had to have a good credit score all this stuff. So I I was stressed out about the prospect of like having to find I knew I couldn't afford at all to live by myself in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I didn't move in with those friends, I just had to see like what was available, like who had space. So that's where I started. It was just asking around like who's subleasing and things like that. So I didn't do like I'm doing it now for the first time, like the actual well, I did it in the apartment I just moved into. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it again. Like the actual, like, we have a, um, there's an app called Street Easy for New York City where you can, like, mm. see, like, apartment prices, you can book um, tours, all of that. But, okay. um, yeah, I didn't really do all that because I was just, like, I needed somewhere to live so quickly and I didn't, I wanted to, like, avoid living with strangers as much as I could, so. Okay. I could understand that. Yeah. Not New York's crazy, but there are characters up there. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. But when you just mentioned that app, I wanted to mention, so in D.C., there's like the transit system and all that stuff. Um, my senior year, I, I ended up like, I guess moving out the dorms, but I wasn't in the dorms my junior year because of COVID. But I knew I didn't want to live in the dorms when I went back. Um, well, actually, no, that's not the truth. I did want to live in a dorm. But my dad kept suggesting um, that I try house hacking. So I did that. And it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. But um, because I was living off campus, I needed to find my way around. And so there's an app called City Mapper. And I'm pretty sure it's in multiple locations. Because I've used, well... I used it once down here. Um, Not once. 
Yeah, but they'll tell you like when buses are coming, um, like train routes and stuff. Okay, I just wanted to mention that when you mentioned that app, it made me think of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, are there apps for the transit up there? There are. I just use Google Maps though. Mm. That works the best. Yeah. No period. Oh, I remember one time we went up there, or not, we weren't even in New York, but you came down to DC. And we were like walking around. And so like you take a screenshot of Google Maps because you said like in New York, the buildings are so high, you can like lose signals. Oh yeah, I did do that sometimes. Are there like any other things that you kind of picked up on doing? Like being in New York? Yeah, um, yeah. I do that in like Fidei because sometimes, honestly, I don't do it anymore because I pretty much know where I'm going, which is crazy, but... (laughs) Yeah, I used to do that a lot. Um, but that, and like, I don't know. I don't take the bus past midnight because it comes mm-hmm. too late. It'll be like 30 minutes behind the time. Same with the train. Like, oh. Well, honestly, most trains come on time. But sometimes, um, what else do I do? I, didn't say, I know some people like city bike. I am not a bike girl. I don't trust myself not to get hit by a car, so I don't do that. But a lot of people do the bikes in mm. New York, yeah. I really want to learn how to ride a bike. I feel like it's just so crucial now in life. It doesn't make sense. And that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's helpful. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on topic. <laughs> okay. So I just want to move really briefly, well, not briefly, no rush, um, to a segment called hashtag in my village. And in this segment, um, you can just share a life lesson, a life experience that, you know, you want to share. If you need more Ooh. clarification, I can give you some, but I try to leave it open. So you, so whatever comes to mind. A life lesson. Well, I guess it sounds kind of corny, but I think the biggest lesson I've learned this year is that no one can tell you who you are Mm. except for you. I think, like you were saying before, kind of like there's like a lot of characters and at least New York City, because that's been my experience. Um, And I think you're going to run into a lot of experiences where you're the villain in someone's story. No matter how mm-hmm. good of a person you try to be, um, you're going to end up being the villain in someone's story. You're going to end up being, you know, the opposite of that of someone else's. But at the end of the day, no one can really tell you what your character is, mm-hmm. except for you. You can decide that for yourself because you're going to run into a lot of instances to where people try to define you for you. And you got to make sure you don't let that happen. I think that's my biggest lesson, especially if you know, like, for me, I'm someone who, like, I like to, I'm a people pleaser. I like to make sure everyone's happy before myself sometimes. So mm-hmm. I think it helps. I think it helps to know that, like, that's not always going to work. Sometimes people mm-hmm. are not going to be a fan of you. And when those times happen, like, take it too hard, like. However you feel about you, that's you you conjure your own reality. That's what's oh, Period. I like that. You conjure your own reality. 
Yeah. No, oh, I love that. Okay, back to the topic. <laughs> um, there's something else I wanted to ask you about living out of state in college. Oh, okay. So I semi know the answer, but how did you start making friends in this new state that you don't know people in? Oh my gosh, it was so hard. <laughs> like New York. I can imagine. NYU is infamous for being a school that's hard to make friends at. And to be honest with you, I didn't really, this wasn't a big deal to me because I know it sounds kind of bad, but I was just kind of like, I don't really care to make like lifelong friends because I had like you mm -hmm. and I had Tony and I had like a lot of like really, I had a lot of really close friends back home. So it was like, yeah, I love like interacting with people, but I didn't feel it needed to like meet my besties in college which I think mm. um happens to a lot of people but it was so hard because you do need people like that you can like you know go study with and do stuff like yeah. that and I felt like we had like freshman week events to where you met so many people never see them again never hear them again like no, it was that part. so crazy um so it's like all these people you thought were going to be your friends for like the rest of the year and like never saw them again but Luckily, I had dance. Still to this day, literally 99% of my friends up here are dancers. Um, yeah. Because I ended up joining dance team, and, like, that ended up being my friends for mm -hmm. all four years. So, yeah. And I tried to, like, you know, I did, like, other clubs. I did, like, this was, like, a hip-hop dance team, and then I tried to do, like, African dance team at one point, and then I tried mm -hmm. to do, I took a semester off and did, like, women in communication stuff um but oh, cool. those those ended up being the friends i stuck with i don't think mm. i really like got close with anyone else so yeah no that makes sense i wanted to make like lifelong friends in college but honestly that's just not the person i am like or not the person i am but like i don't think i just click with anybody and everybody um yeah and so but like for me joining clubs that's what kind of helped me have groups in college <laughs> because I feel like that was about to, what I was about to say I think sounded rude um but yes so you can have those people that you can do some things with I don't know I'm still working on the friend thing um but that's really cool yeah I do think joining stuff like even if you, I think if you have a small interest in something, you should explore it in college because I wanted to join like the Howard Players is, it's kind of like a theater group. And I really wish I would have joined it because a lot of the people that I was meeting outside of that, they were in that group. And I was like, ah, oh, we really could have been great friends. I saw it. So I definitely say, don't be scared. And then one of the groups I ended up joining which is the chapel assistants. I saw my freshman year, but like I was intimidated. It just seemed like people were so close already and I just wasn't going to fit. And then I ended up joining it anyway, like my sophomore year. And I'm like, wow, this is great. But then to that point, like the people who joined their freshman year, now they already had that bond going on. And it was like, oh, now I'm trying to, to squeeze in there. So I say overcome your 
your fears, your false evidence appearing real and all that. <laughs> I agree. Because I feel like even though I was like on the team, I was also like working and I was like, it took me a lot of time to do the schoolwork, not going to lie. School was mm. hard for me. Um, so I didn't always like hang out as often with them. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I think I got closer to most people after we graduated. Um, because other than that, like I'd be around, but I wasn't like, I wasn't a part of any like core. Cause it was, the dance team was like, what, like 25 of us. So it's like, I wasn't a part of like the, a group of three or a group of four. You know what I mean? I just kind of like dibble and dabble here and there. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think part of that, too, is, like, it certainly happened with me in high school. Like, I didn't really find, like, my close, close friends at school until the end, like, my senior No, year, precisely. So. What is that? Yeah. Why did it take so long? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think maybe it's just we have those kind of personalities where it takes a while to, like, yeah. be trusting of people. No, yeah. that's, that's it. That is it. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think especially with having like being in environments where we've known we've grown up knowing people around us for so long it's like kind of mm-hmm. weird I don't know I felt like it was kind of weird to like be thrown into like having to be so close with people that I mean four years is not that long I mean it no, is I, yeah I was gonna say I do think it's crazy I think it's like amazing but also crazy at the same time how like people can just you know, click like that. Yeah. But I do understand that is just a certain type of <clears throat> dynamic. Like, oh, we met and we've been, you would think we've been best friends forever. But no, we literally met a month ago. I think that's really amazing for that to happen. But also, I think it's like otherworldly. Wow. No, yeah. Crazy. And I also feel like when people, this doesn't sound bad, but I feel like when people try to do that with me, sometimes I'd be like, you know my bestie. Like, you know, I don't know. No, I, I just, I was very slow to like have people know me to a certain mm. extent. So, yeah, I just feel like this is always a disconnect for me, at least because you know I yeah. don't even know nothing about nothing, and so people, uh, I think that's how people connect. You know things about things, and you you're like I know about that too, and it's like oh that's so cute. I don't know that so. That's the end of that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. But okay. Um, did you have anything about college that you wanted to share? I don't I don't think I have any other questions. Um that I wanted to share. Um I guess I would just say, like, one thing I wish I would have did is, like, live in the moments of it more. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like one thing I struggle with now is, like, I feel like at 23, I'm in a place to where I don't, I don't really have real goals, which is, like, a first for me. Like, so, and I feel like the great thing about college was, like, I really had these like set goals of like what I wanted to do and I was really clear about it and that's what made it fun is that like I knew I was like getting closer and closer to this thing but I also feel like I was so focused on that that I didn't really take in the benefit of like the fact that I did not have to like pay bills yeah the fact that I didn't have to like take myself too seriously the fact that I could be like a little bit more 
free with like my social life and things like that while I was there. Um, and granted, like I did go to a really expensive school, so like I was always going to be working. But I I wish a lot of the like, I think now I'm very busy and I find it very hard to sit down. I wish mm-hmm. I would have did more of that in college versus now, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. No, yeah. I feel that. I was just not talking to myself, but talking out loud. <laughs> okay. Well, talking to myself. We all gotta do about, it. Like, yeah, about like the concept of goals. But I've always kind of had not a, I've always had like a, a iffy relationship with setting goals. And I realized yeah. like when we were just over your house during Thanksgiving and Tony was like, oh, what is that next? What do you think the next milestone for us would be? And I realized, and I was talking about how I wish there was a high school, a college for adult life, because I didn't particularly set goals for myself, but I knew, I guess, inherently that my goal was to graduate. And now I'm in life and I have to like make an actual quantifiable goal for myself. And it's so hard not that I'm I haven't actively been trying I'm just aware that that's something I need to do but I don't even know where to start like because people's goals are like their careers basically yeah, and I just want to be out here <laughs> like I, I feel the same like I was like one thing about college is that they it's like you're supposed to work towards a career what is a career? Mm. <laughs> like, truly. No, like, when you really think about it, because I feel like, I feel like people, you know, like family, friends, whatever, look at it now, and they're like, oh, you have a career, you're working in, you know, editorial, blah, blah, blah. But, like, to me, it just feels like I have a job. Like, it feels mm. like I have to wake up, I have to go do this thing. Mm. Um, to be honest, a lot of times, it's hard, especially, like, it's, like, a younger Black woman in editorial, because I... I feel like I don't really run into a lot of people that come from the same place I come from or like understand it. Even sometimes other people that look like me don't understand it being in New York. Um, But all of that takes a toll on top of like trying to find, figure out what you want to do in a space that's like, I don't know. I feel like college was very comfortable Mm -hmm. in that regard. Like I could always... There was never like a imposter syndrome thing for at least for me mm. and for the most part in college and high school same thing it was like okay you're a smart kid like you're gonna do this that, and the third now it's like i'm an adult and i feel like i'm in a lot of spaces where like people are treating me like for the first time in my life because i've always been a pretty like overachieving child mm. and I was like it's very it can be it can feel very infantilizing like everyone feels like you know you should be I don't say everyone but like sometimes it feels like you should present yourself as being like oh so grateful to be here all the time uh. and it's like but what if I don't want to be here like I don't know <laughs> like what if I no, seriously, like, what if I no, don't yeah. know if this is what's right for me? And it still, it still feels, I still feel that same pressure of, like, having to be so sure mm. of what you want to do. And I just really don't know. Because I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's that I don't like working or if I just, like, don't like doing yeah. what I'm currently doing. But then it's also, like, going back to school is scary because now I pay rent. So mm. it's like, 
I can't drop everything and go back to school like, you know, I wouldn't want to. Um, so that's a whole nother conversation. Like, I think, like, if you're thinking about, like, grad school or something, I'd just go straight through because I honestly, mm-hmm. to be real, don't see myself going back now because now I have the responsibility. Personally. Yeah. Unless you, unless you have the help, like, if you have, like, if you can go home or you have parents, like, help you out, it's, it's like, nearly impossible to, like, go back to school in the middle of, mm-hmm. it's possible. Of life. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I've definitely heard that, like, a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm going to go back. And there's a, yeah, that was 30 years ago. So sometimes that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you you don't have, like, someone be like, you said you're going back. Yeah. Because you, it's so much time, too. So it's like, you really Mm. have to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. What was the question that I asked you? Oh, if there's anything else that I... Oh, okay. (laughs) No, because I was thinking, I felt like briefly in my mind, there was something that I wanted to like also say, because you said something that resonated with me, but I can't quite remember what it was. Um, Yeah. Okay. But I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No goals, just vibes. <laughs> no, for real. That is life for me right now. No goals, just just vibes. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, one of my friends, we were just catching up. And he was like, you know what, Jada? I think it is really cool how you just are going through life. Just doing one thing after the next. And I was like, oh, thank you. The way it sounded to me was like, oh, you don't have any solid anything solidified for your life. And it's like, that's crazy. Um, but that's yeah, not the way he meant it. <laughs> no, yeah. essentially I was like, yeah, okay. I, I hear you. I'm not I don't got nothing going for me. Okay. But he's like, no, I think that's really cool that you can just kind of hop to one thing to the next. And like, cause he said a lot of people you know, they graduate and they go into like one field and then they get stuck. And it's like, oh, thanks, I guess. But I am grateful that I can do that. But I really do. I don't want to have my one field, but I want to have my one like thing that is solidified. And so I know like for certain, I will, I can do this thing and live my life. It's just stressful. Like, it's just stressful. And then especially if you're, I think one thing that I've been thinking about is like, I think a lot of people do one thing that they don't like, mm. but they're able to stick with it. I cannot do that. Like, I will literally like go into a deep depression. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, yeah. Sunday scaries is one thing, but like, I get Sunday scaries, Monday scaries, Tuesday scaries. You know what I mean? And it's like. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Wait. I'm like, I can't do this forever. Are are Sunday scaries like you're getting like sad to have to go into the week? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, I recently, I think I've been feeling Sunday scaries, but specifically just for Sundays though. And that's really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. it's, like, it's like a pressure of, 
And the thing is, my job isn't even that stress-inducing itself. Mm-hmm. But I think like the fact that oh, I gotta get up at nine a.m. and then I gotta like sometimes deal with like little microaggressions at work and things like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just not not feeling it. Yeah. Mm, I'm noticing a correlation about me. It's that early, if I have to wake up like early, early, like 6 a.m. or something, like repetitively, I think that's when I get the scaries. It's like, uh uh-uh, no, we have to stop this. Hmm. Yeah, I think routine is hard. I think routine is especially hard coming from college because like, I just don't like being told what to do. I'm going to be real. But like, <laughs> if, I, if I say to myself, like, oh, I'm going to get up at 8 a.m. because I want to study before class, I'm going to mm. do it, and I'm going to be happy about it. But if you tell me I have to get up at your, on your clock at 7 a.m. in the morning, now I feel oppressed. Like, <laughs> I just... Not oppressed. It, it's really hard for me to, like, get... I, and I think corporate itself is... An, a weird environment mm. um, when it comes to like human interactions where like you're not not really expected to be yourself but at the same time you're expected to be like friends it's it's just really weird to me yeah especially going back to what we were saying about like not feeling comfortable with people that you don't know that well you know um, mm. but all of that I just feel like it's very it adds to the stress of like it's it's never just doing the job itself. Like it's a lot of other things. Mm. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. You know, is it weird that like I kind of want to start working, not overtime, but I want to like work for extended periods of time. I think it's because right now I'm technically still like in a training period of stuff, and so I. I only like am required like someone's in my face for maybe like two hours, if yeah. that. And then the rest of the time, I'm either free to work on something. Well, I should be working on something <laughs> or like or I'm not assigned anything to do. And in my head, I'm like ready to burn the midnight oil for something. But also mm. at the same time, I feel like that's crazy because would I want to burn the midnight oil for something really like when I'm in it? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I, th- I think for me, like when I was first starting my job, it definitely felt like I didn't feel, I didn't really get so many scaries. Like it was just kind of like, everyone just expects me to learn, da, da, da. But when that went on for like after a year of me being here and people still being like, oh, you don't know anything. You're mm. 23. Or not <laughs> like that. Not like that overtly, but like, Pretty much, you know, like, yeah. it just felt like, um, it's like a weird balance between, oh, we want to hear your ideas, but also, like, uh, you're only 23, like, what do you really know? Kind of yeah. Thing. So, I don't know. And I think also, like, personality-wise, when it comes to corporate, like, being someone who's not, I'm a, I'm a listener, I'm not, uh, mm. like... I'm not really the one that I don't like taking the reins of meetings, of conversations. Yeah. Like, if you tell me, I'll listen, I'll give my input. But sometimes, depending on the kind of environment, you, maybe everyone's like that, like very like aggressive with things. Maybe everyone's like, 
Mm. very sit you know sit back and I think I've had a lot of struggle with that too like being more of a person that's you know likes to like make space in the conversation and not really being surrounded by that um so things like that can be like hard to like because then you got to mind self-worth with being at work and yeah you know similar to college I guess because you're in a place where like people don't know you and you gotta kind of like you know present yourself to people mm-hmm. in love with that but yeah 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 okay this was really nice it was i had a good time oh i'm <laughs> glad you had a good time <laughs> thank you so much for coming on next time i will be more prepared so that we can have a little more structure to like give well not for you for the audience oh okay Um, yes lol that you're fine thank you thank you i appreciate (laughs) that um but okay would you like to leave the audience with any closing remarks it doesn't have to be related to college um but it can be whatever's on your heart um this is your life i don't know that's that's my remarks i don't know i feel like with college like a lot of times there's so many people in your ear but in life too in life Mm. this is your life i feel like there's a song for that but i can't think of it right now but yeah that's my closing remark (laughs) Mm. okay wow destiny please if you would like people to find you on the internet or wherever um you can leave your socials if you want them to read your newspaper or website or anything you know you can drop all that stuff okay yeah i am on instagram as des d-e-s period destiny d-e-s-t-i-n-e there's no Y in my name. Um, and then I, I write for health.com sometimes. So check me on there. I wrote a story about Alzheimer's and people of color. So if you want to check that out. Yeah. Period. Okay. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Um, if you have any questions that were not answered in this video because you probably do um you know you can leave them in the comments below on youtube or you can dm cav underscore village on instagram and or you can go to our website <laughs> creating a village dot co um and leave your comments there and we'll try to get them addressed. It, they might not be addressed by us. I might look at someone who's like a college professor or something. I don't know. But I'll try to get your question answered. Um, and I hope you learned something today. And I hope that you pass it on to someone else. And I hope that you keep creating a village wherever you go. Email. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>